0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Leaders. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our mates at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is The Bons Express.
1: Choo choo! That's right, Corey. The Bons Express is back. And uh, we will preview round number eight today. My God, Corey, you know what that means. The season is one-third done. But before we get stuck into that, uh, where can listeners hit us up on social media?
0: Find us on Twitter at sc elite. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Super Coach Elite and as always on our website at www.supercoachelites.com, we can find uh, weekly contacts you got content i should say um you got my around the grounds bumps you're hitting up your captains article every week which is awesome I always look forward to that. Help me lose the round for sure. That's always good. Uh, um, and, you know, a couple of the Bubble Boys articles produced by Art uh, Tito, um, the Break Evens that Jolie's been doing as well. There's some really good reads and a lot of content on there. So if you haven't been on our website, definitely jump on and give it a look because it's your one stop shop to super coach. Um, and I just want to say, headed out the other night with. Uh, with a good mate from uh, the Hungover Clan, uh, the sponsor of the show, and uh, got a couple stubby holders, and um, they're a good little product, the Hungover stubby holders. But not, not to mention, uh, put one of the Hungover jumpers on um, and wore that for the night. That was super comfy. They do, a, they do a good job down there at Hungover.
1: A little bit. of I was unable to make the night there, course because would have loved to have met the boys. And, uh, gee, you know, I'm always down for a free stubby older and, and a possible T-shirt as well. So, it, uh, yeah, that's just rubbed a little bit of salt into the wound there for me.
0: It was a good night to catch up with uh, a lot of the admin, the back staff admin crew that don't get enough credit um, here. Because, you know, bombs, everyone thinks it's me and you replying to every single inbox under the sun. But that's not always the uh, way. Uh, big potty this week, mate. What would you score? Where you ranked? How you going?
1: Well, I um surprisingly, uh, I think I actually scored okay for the week, and I scored over two thousand. So I know there were many teams out there who didn't. So I scored a twenty fifty, and uh, it it did make me slide about nine hundred odd spots. So I'm sitting at right on seven thousand now. Uh, but I I managed to get eight out of ten uh, league wins, which I was pretty happy about uh, as usual.
0: Almost sounds like a skateboard move. The old twenty fifty. Um yeah. I popped a dismal. What did I even score? Nineteen seventy six. Um, dropped 4,259 places, Ooh. so I think we had to combine about 8,000 places I've dropped in the last two weeks. Um, back to 9,183rd overall. Look, we'll fix that this week, because that's definitely not good enough. You can't be doing that, but... I think
1: that's the first time for this year I might be ahead of you on the overall, <sighs> not that I care about that, but...
0: Mate, it was a dismal performance with the rookies. I made some bloody clinical errors. Um, had Jordan Clark on field, um, obviously Lockhart on the bench too. That was a little bit annoying, but you're probably not switching that around. No. Uh, Pitch and not, I mean, my boy Noah Bolter out forward, 59, didn't even have him on field. <laughs> he um, wouldn't even score that in the first six weeks either. Uh, you want to hear a real tragic one? Just while the listeners got, they love a tragedy story. So, head to head matchup on um, on Sunday coming into the back end. I've got Gibbons on the bench. Uh, he's on what 48 at three quarter time, or, or 50 at three quarter time, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, it's either Atkins or Gibbons. See, my opponent had Atkins on, and I think he switched him off in the end. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'll take the Gibbons score because he's sitting on, I think it was 52 to be perfectly honest. He's sitting on 52. Surely he scores 10 points in the last quarter, jumps up to a 62, you'll probably take that. So didn't field Atkins over Gibbons, and the rest is history. I think I lost that league by like 15 points or something. And you want to top it off too, I had Brad Crouch as a unique who I needed 15 points from in the last quarter and scored negative 2. He's
1: useless that Brad I just want to do a little bit of... I want to do a little experiment here for the listeners, just because there might be listeners out there that do care about the rank. So, you said you're sitting about nine thousand, right? Yep. I'm sitting right on seven thousand. So let's let's compare our total scores to see what the difference is there for two thousand oh, spots I ranking. I in our
0: league last week and it was crazy. Um, but going off now, I'm fifteen one nine three.
1: And I'm fifteen two three nine. So that's forty six points is the difference between 2,000 spots there. That That
0: is amazing. So, which is, that's kind of breached the gap because last week a bloke above me was 38 points above me and he was, yeah, 3,000 spots above me on the ladder. So, Insane. you're mm-hmm. one bad week from a 5K drop-off, you're one good week from a 5K rise. It's it's crazy how this log jam is kind of uh, separating them uh, at the moment too. So...
1: Lot of similar teams out there. I think that might be what
0: it is. Let's go into the Bubble Boys Bumps. We've got Jackson Haitley, who was a late in, negative 93 break even, 148 800. He's a midfielder, got an average of 90, scores from 95 and 85. Is there any way that you miss Jackson Haitley if he's named this week?
1: Yep, I won't select him if they don't have their full complement of midfielders in there because. I don't want to bring him in for one or two price rises just to see him stall and not named uh, in, in the weeks after that. So for him to be selected in my team, I'm going to need to see Kelly uh, and Whitfield both back in the team. Uh, I don't think they're missing anyone else. They've got Taranto, they've got Hopper, Canelio. They're all playing at the moment. Ward's gone for the year. We know that. So if those other two boys are back then, and he maintains his spot, then, I'm, then I don't think I'm going to be able to pass on him this week.
0: Yeah, see, I'm the polar opposite. He's 100% get for me if named. I couldn't really care what's there. You're going to get that that big price rise. He's 110% going to play more games throughout the year. Um, they'll definitely give him an opportunity because he's a gun. He kills it every time he goes back to the Magoos. He plays great football in the first as well too. So if he's named again next week and it's his third game, I'm picking him. Look, I do completely understand what you're saying. There's that risk that he may miss later on. Um, I didn't end up moving Scott to Hayes last week. I held out on that trade um, simply because Haitley was in and I thought that if I'm not downgrading to Haitley this week, then there's a good chance I'd be sideways to him from that Scott who's not getting a game and we'll have a chat about his weekend performance when we get uh, to the quick round-the-ground segment in here. But there is 0% chance that I will pass up on Jackson Haley if he's named. Yeah, well,
1: your team, your call. Yep.
0: Oh, beautiful. Uh, Noel Rainsworth, negative seventy-two break-even. This is a good one because we've got a defensive mid swing here. One hundred and seventeen K, average of seventy-one. Looked really good again down back. We did give the warning out last week. You couldn't go early on him. Um, I think he'll probably get another go this week. Again, there is some great talent in the Magoo's at Brisbane at the moment. There's some great talent still to sort of come back in that team from injury. Are you worried about Noel Rainsworth at all, or if his name is this one that you're locking in?
1: I've absolutely picked uh, Sam Collins to Ainsworth this week, so uh, hopefully team selection doesn't screw me, and uh, he's not named, because that would be catastrophic, but um, yeah, all all plans are to bring him in at this at this point.
0: So, you're passing on Hightley, you're grabbing Ainsworth, does that mean you're grabbing one of uh, Joyce, Lucky, Corbett, or Moore that's on the, on the bubble as well, that's Dylan Moore from
1: no. Uh, at at this stage, um, if uh, if I'm missing Hately, I'm either grabbing Lockie Neal um, or another premium midfielder who we may talk about later.
0: One up, one down. Um, we'll get to that. So we've got Daryl Joyce there too. I'd assume that most would probably go Ainsworth over Joyce. But bumps up forward. If someone's going up forward and they're looking at one of Larghi, uh, uh, Corbet or Moore... What are you leaning more towards right now if you had to choose one of them in the forward line?
1: The fact you call Josh Corbett, Corbet Corbet. Corbet. Um, Sorbet
0: Corbet. That's, I'm going with yeah. all year. We had this conversation I, early in the season. I wasn't changing. I, Did I, we? Yeah, remember? But, like, in the Gold Coast podcast, I called him Corbet. Oh, I don't even recall
1: that. that. Well, yeah, um, look, if I, had week, to, mate, if, so. if I had to go one, I'm picking Corbet, uh, Corbet as you like Sorbet. to call him there, Corey. Um... Yeah, and look, the only reason for that is I think Ford rookies, they might even be a little bit light on this year. I don't think we have much coming up. And, um, yeah, I mean, we can do some handy things. You know, we've got DPP available. Depends what happens, kind of a set of field and that. But Corbet uh, is not out of my realm of uh, possibility of, of bringing in as well this week. So, um, you know, I just want to assess when teams come out, who's debuting, what we have coming up in the coming weeks because, If next week or the week after it doesn't look like we're going to have anyone, Corey, I might save my upgrades for those weeks and uh, pounce on the rookies this week.
0: I'd love if a couple of these players could just get dropped this week. That'd be pretty handy, to be honest.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Even the likes of Haightley, if he was to miss, that would solve a lot of problems for me. Um, For me, it would be Dylan Moore. He's got that 72 in there, and I think he looks really, really good. We spoke about him in the pre-season, young Dylan, and he played a solid game for the Hawkers on the weekend too, so... I like what he's producing job security wise. It's a little bit of a worry, but I think no more than the other two. I think the big thing about uh, Sorbet Corbet is you've uh, you, you got him Gold Coast like him. He's done it in the um, VFL before, so he looked good pretty uh, pretty good last year. So I think they will keep him in there. And again, a lot of these upgrades and downgrades is going to be so. Um, team dependent this week not even super coach team dependent actual AFL team dependent because I think if you get you know two of these boys I think if you get Haley and Ainsworth it's going to be hard to pass up on them Um, because you did mention we don't have huge cash gains coming um but yeah, that's that's the end of that one. Hey, just before we go to round the grounds, I want to give um, fan of the show Alex Sanford a shout out, Bombs. So I'm not sure if you've been on Twitter this week. Um, he's obviously a fan of the show, which is good. He's given us the old at um, with a round score of two two four four and a total score of fifteen nine eight eight. He's sitting at number one overall in Supercoach at the moment. So, oh, actually, yeah, I
1: did see that. Um... I ignored it because you mentioned about 12 other wannabe Supercoach League pages, uh, so, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, good on him, nonetheless. <laughs> that's, that's a fantastic effort, so good on him. It you, is. Mate. Hey, at the moment,
1: he's sitting on 50K. Yeah. And we're here sitting on our asses, so, um, yeah, good, no, good, good on him.
0: I don't literally think he's sitting on 50K at the moment.
1: Well, you get I mean, the metaphor. Well, he, it, he could yeah.
0: have some, could be one of those people that hates banks and... Keeps it under yeah. the pillow. Definitely good. Shouldn't be <laughs> making assumptions. We don't make assumptions, Danny.
1: No, we don't like to assume. No. All
0: right. Let's go to a quick rendition of the Round the Grounds this week. The article's already up on the website. I've been pretty pissed for Paul because I posted it on the website yesterday and I haven't shared it to the page yet, but that's all right. <laughs> um, let's go down to... we will team order. So the Blues, not a bad performance in the VFL. Um, you had setters, for anyone that's interesting, setterfield come back, He had six tackles and 22 disposals, didn't really set the world on fire, but if you've got him, you might want to hope he's getting a recall up. Ah, he'll play this week, Corey. He more performance from, that Carlton produced last week.
1: I told you um, last week he wouldn't play, this week he will play. Yeah, the
0: pies, uh, had to buy, um, our boy Ham, uh, Spam Ham, who got the debut on, on, uh, Good Friday. Fella. Yep, yep, the young boy from down there. Uh, absolutely dominating, was probably best on ground there, too. So he had 21 disposals and a goal. Um, we could see him for his second game back. For the catch, Charlie Constable, my word, if he doesn't get a recall this week, it's going to be absolutely disgusting. Um, he had 25 disposals, 6 marks, 11 tackles, and 7 inside 50s in probably a best on ground performance for Geelong. Um, young Brownless, too, Billy Brownless' son. He played a pretty good game as well. He had 15 disposals. Very raw, will not see him this year, um, but good to see him playing some good footy in the Magoos. Back to the Essendon thing, Bombs, so I just want to touch on Sammy Draper, a big favourite of mine last year. I think I picked him for my um, in my preseason podcast as the uh, Bombers player to um, bounce out of the gates this year and potentially get a debut at some stage. He went down with an ACL, so... Shattering news there for Bombers fans, because you had an absolute gem in Draper. He's an ex, uh, ex-soccer ex boy who f- was finding his craft at AFL level and playing some good footy for the Bombers. So terrible going to know
1: level, Corey. Uh, sorry, BFL.
0: Yeah, apologies. Um, Hawks had the boy, Melbourne Oscar Baker. Now, this is one kid to watch out for. If you read my articles last year, I was all about him. Um, beautiful, flowing, redhead. It kind of looks like a Ranger shore, So, like a full on, uh, yeah, Ranger shore. He's sitting on the, uh, they're Round the Grounds website right now, so there's a photo on there. So if you don't even want to read the article, it's good to just get on and check out who he is. That's Oscar Baker. Uh, 123k priced to me. He kicked two goals and had 20 disposals. He's one that I seriously think will make his way into the Demons at some stage through this year. Curtis Taylor, a talented 18-year-old down at North Melbourne, kicked 3-3, had 15 and 11 marks. So anyone looking at Larkey, if he's not performing and Curtis Taylor keeps doing it, Full chance he'll come back in. The disappointing one out of this game, um for the North Melbourne side, the North Melbourne Magoos, I should say, is Scott with five touches. So anyone's sweating on him coming back in. You can basically all but rule that out. I had a quick look to see if there was any injury news, anything alongside that, but at that stage, I couldn't find anything. So Or a time on ground stat or something. Yeah, yep, could not find um, it. So yeah. it was a little bit tough. I don't think it was injury-affected. I think it was just a poor day. Um,
1: do, you know, do you know if they played on the Sunday, the same day that Carlton played North? Uh,
0: no, I think they played Saturday.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah. Because, you know, potentially North may have thought, because I think it was as an emergency, so sometimes... Yep. I don't give them a great amount two of game days. time just
0: yep. in case. Yeah. Uh, Paddy Nash won one for the Tigers. He had twenty three disposals. Nick Hines probably won to look out for for Ham down at you know the Saints. He had twenty three as well. Um, sad, terrible news for Kavara, who second game back he had snagged two and had ten disposals early on, uh, and has done another has had another ham, hamstring setback. So. We're not going to see Benny Kavara anytime soon. Head across to the Sandful; they had a lot put on games this week. Jones, um, Nettie McHenry, who might get a game this week, um, and big boy Shay McAdam uh, went up forward. He kicked three goals, one had 11 disposals and five marks. And old mate Paddy Wilson again. Bombs, I think I'll just read his name out weekly: two goals and 25 possessions, along with seven tackles. Across to Port Adelaide, Peter Ladhams. I don't think you've ever heard of him, Bombs, but mark this kid's name down. Two goals won, 28 disposals, six marks, three tackles, and 40 hit-outs. a
1: solid game. That's a,
0: that's a big game. So, uh, yeah, Peter Ladhams is a young, very raw ruckman. Won't break into that Port team, but... One to watch for the future, definitely. Um, Joey Attlee was good with 28 disposals and 11 clearances as well. So Port have been giving game to kids. I don't think it's too we're too far off seeing 123K midfielder Joe Attlee. Um, in, into the waffle, Maddie Allen. Again, he's another one that I don't think is too far away. We've got 123K forward mid there as well. He's kicked two goals, had 16 disposals and laid seven tackles. Tommy North, pretty quiet game for his standard for over at uh, Peel Thunder. He had the twenty-two, um, and Blakely. I can't believe I mentioned him again and around the grounds, but Bontz, mark him down for an AFL game this week because the boy is back. And look, I think we spoke about it last week. What it's going to do for a Monday or a uh, potential midfield time there too, but there's always that worry. Do you hear about Toby Wooler's game again this week, Bonfer? I oh, did. And across the Nifel, well, yeah, 30 disposals, 14 marks. He's absolutely killing it. Benny Keys with another four goals. Um, Robotton down at Sydney, who's already played two. He had another 20 disposals, and uh, 27 possessions and eight tackles. Um, and Gold Coast, big Benny King snagged four. So there's a lot of relevant, cheap supercoach options playing well in the lower leagues. Uh, I think we're going to have a little bit coming through, boss.
1: Well, let's all hope they come at the right times, uh, because timing is everything in this game, I reckon.
0: Yeah. The Brisbane ones are the ones that fascinate me. They've got some kids in the the twos playing some absolutely terrific football. You ready for who am
1: I? Corey, if I don't get it this week pretty early on, I'll be disappointed with myself. Okay.
0: All right. Beautiful.
1: Can I guess who it is?
0: You actually can.
1: I'm going to guess who it is. Because I've been trying to do some research now in the last sort of 24, 48 hours just to think about who are you going to present us with? Now, I don't know if you're going to be this obvious, Corey, but is it Jeremy Cameron?
0: It's not Jeremy Cameron.
1: All that right. Would have well, been, I that, to, that would have been the real piss-easy piss
0: take out of it. But that would have been a piss-easy one, yeah. Do not mind that that, uh, that guess. All right. I am a top 15 player in both total points and average. I'm a top six in my position in total points and average. I play for a top eight team. Have you looked at the top eight this week
1: once? Well, I think I've got an idea of who it is because he might be someone I'm looking to bring in.
0: I reckon he definitely could be someone you're looking to bring in. So, give me one, give me a couple does of he, more clues.
1: Does he play for Collingwood?
0: No, he does not play for Collingwood.
1: I don't know who it is then,
0: Okay, beautiful. Um, I've dropped one score under 90.
1: One, score under, one score
0: under 90 and two scores, 140 plus.
1: Two scores, 140 plus. And one score, one under, score 90. under 90. Um, gee, top 18. Uh, I'm just having a look here. Who's in to the line? top eight? What's the line?
0: I'm a defender.
1: Ah, oh, okay. Oh, Shannon Noon? No. no, they're not in the top eight. Um, oh, Jesus. the start.
0: I'm top six in average and total points.
1: So that must mean he's missed a game. Oh, I know what you've done. I know what you've done here, and I'm—I'm abandoning I'm, 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 the podcast. Is it Zach Williams?
0: It's Luke Ryan. Is it really?
1: Yeah. Has he really scored a hundred more than a I oh, had hundred and forty on the had 156 weekend, didn't he? Hundred and fifty-six and
0: hundred and forty-five. And you what's know, score um, under 90. Remember how we always talk about the players that could round out the top six and we're a little bit confused? Mate, this kid, is red hot and I think he's going to finish top six, especially with that blonde little flop on his head.
1: You know, he was one that I... How much did I love him last, last year? year? That's um,
0: all I could think of, which was... Well, I was surprised you didn't get this straight away.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I wasn't actually... I don't think a free man a relevant team aside from five, to be honest. Um... Well, I'm just having a look at his scores now And, and his scores are absolutely phenomenal there. 91, 78, 156 93, 100, 95, 145 he's, I mean, you take those 156s I think with those low to medium 90s As opposed to like flat line 100s I think Because those 145s and 150s That he's produced this year They win your games They win your yeah. league games, don't they? So um, I Yeah, I mean 108.3
0: Right now, he's ranked above Sicily, above Lockie Whitfield, above Tom Stewart. On average, he's only yeah. behind Lloyd and Hearn.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Do we need to start giving him some more credit? Is it the fact that maybe not enough people are tuning? He's he's only two point nine percent of teams.
1: It's it's interesting because I would not select him ahead of all those players that you just mentioned: Hearn, Whitfield, Lloyd, Sicily, um, and those types. But, I mean, he's certainly an option there for sort of number six. And that number six spot, I kind of have earmarked for Tom Stewart at the moment. Um, but, you know, on reflection, there's no reason why he can't be selected. Oh, I just think he's... His price is 550 though, Corey. Like it's almost dollars
0: 78. The big worry I think oh. with Luke Ryan was we we never really knew who it was going to be. We never knew if it was going to be Luke Ryan or Nathan uh, Wilson. Uh, Wilson. Almost said Williams. Then. Um Nathan Wilson. We, we we didn't know. Now we've got that. It's it's Luke Ryan's ball. It's Luke Ryan's game. Everything about Luke Ryan's game is so similar to Shannon Hearn. Like. It, are we just not giving him the respect that he deserves? Like, right now, it's it's real off the top five. You ask anyone who the top five is, and they probably give you the same five answers. You know, mm-hmm. Laird, Cicely, Hearn, uh, Lloyd, Whitfield. Um, is there just not enough respect given to Luke Ryan?
1: I don't mind looking for someone who can produce a point of difference, and someone who's able to take or have as many positions as he can. And, you know, we've seen the footage. If you watch Fremantle play, you see him sort of come off his opponent fairly regularly. He doesn't... And he gets a, kind of a lot of those intercept kind of marks because he plays the ball. Um, he's not a household name, and he's over in Frio. And and that's probably why he's not respected enough in this kind of environment. However, Corey, you look at his scores, and you make a totally valid point and, and you need to actually start paying him some more respect and that two percent i'd imagine after the buys would be sitting more around 10 to 15. this was going to be his
0: point about him they've got the first buy so he's yeah. the perfect target to come out of buy around one
1: i would wait until the buy, just because we're only what a month away from it yeah um and gee 540 I don't know. It seems like a steep price. Like, you, you compare him to Rory Laird, and it's like Laird or him, and, you, you know, you don't look at all the numbers that have been put out through the year and that, and you, you instantaneously just say Laird, don't you? Like, that's just what Is that comes almost to the a lot.
0: trust thing, because we've had Laird for so long?
1: I think it's a name. Yeah, it's a name, yeah. So, I mean, you, you pay for a name over a, a no-name, or, or I would anyways, um, just because you feel more comfortable and you feel like it's safer. However, when you think about it, Corey... There's guys that come from left field all the time that consolidate themselves into the top of their line and uh, maybe he's just the next person on that list.
0: Well, it happens every year. Lloyd came from nowhere last year. Sicily came from nowhere last year. Well, in
1: fairness, Sicily came from you and Lloyd came from
0: me. I get that, but you know what (laughs) I mean? Like, sub-400 play. like, this could be Luke Ryan's time. How old is Luke Ryan? He'd be, what, 23?
1: I would say, yeah, 24. I'll have a quick look at that. Um, yeah, 23.
0: Corey. Yeah, one in 96. Yeah. So, Jesus, um, yeah, I just think he needs a little bit more respect because there's a lot of people. I mean, Zach Williams would have been the other obvious one I could have brought up right now. Um, 98.6 average. Are you a little bit worried about Zach Williams, or is this just a case of Whitfield's out and someone's going nah, to stand up and take the
1: ball down? Corey, the way? I'll tell you that, Corey. I've never been worried by Zach Williams in my entire life.
0: Can you see him being top six? Any chance? No. Nah, no chance.
1: 140, 121,
0: 91. There's only one score of like 60 in there. or oh, 82, 85, 101. There's some good scores in there,
1: Bombs. There is, but he's, he's not the top of his line.
0: Okay. Only taken three minute. times. Yep. Um Okay. So, no love for Zach Williams at all.
1: I'm not giving him love, no. When
0: do you think he's going to finish? If you had to put a position higher or lower than Daniel Rich?
1: Oh, higher than Daniel Rich. Daniel Rich is an absolute... That, that, that's, not, that's, that's getting his role in Marshall Territory, Daniel Rich.
0: He's sitting seventh and average at the moment. Oh, um, higher and lower this. than Tom Stewart?
1: Lower than Tom Stewart. Okay.
0: So you've got him in probably, what, that 8 to 10 bracket? Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, any other defenders you want to give a little bit of air time before we move on to the forwards?
1: No, I just think uh, that that fella you mentioned there, I've been on him all year, Tom Stewart, just keeps knocking up score after score after score. He's super consistent with his scoring. He's had that one score of 78, but everything else has ranged between 95 and 124 yeah, with four yeah, times. It's like, that.
0: it's like it's like the Simpson score. But that was that was Cade Simpson for like so long. Just like you know what you're gonna get from him. It was it was just perfect. All right, well let's move let's move in the midfield right now. So the one up one down. You mentioned that you're looking at Lockie Neal. I'm looking at Fife as a bit of a Libba replacement. There's gonna be a shit ton of questions on Libba, so we'll talk to it. We'll talk about him in the question segment. Um, have you bookmarked Have you bookmarked a couple of midfielders now that you're red hot running and gunning for?
1: There is four midfielders that I need to complete my team, and I've got all four of them lined up, Corey. You want to hear them? I do want to hear them. in Neal. Yep. And this is in no particular order. Uh, McRae. Yep. And I like McRae in the coming weeks because of his props. Um, the one that I've been big on all year, and I just can't wait to bring him in, the bomb. Yep. And the other one, I think this one makes total sense if he comes in this week. Is Adam Chaw. Okay. And you spoke about Luke Ryan not being given enough love. Well, I'll tell you now, Adam Trelloy certainly fits into the not, not enough love uh, basket. He's gone 110 so far this year, Corey. Now, as the, uh, the conductor, as I like to refer to myself to these days, Corey, um, as I do in my research, I, I had a little look. Now, Taylor Adams gone down with an injury. We expect him to be out for a month. He scored 67 in a half of football when Adams went down on the weekend. Now, his five scores without Adams in the team since the start of uh, last year, 2018, is 120, 127, 146, 102, and 135. That's four scores of 120-plus. And if you consider the half of football that he played without Adams on uh, on the weekend... He was on track for five out of six scores to be 120-plus without Adams. I think he's at the right price. He, he's certainly got a ceiling about him, law. Treloar. And um, I think if you're buying him, you are buying now, and uh, you, you'd be pretty happy with what he's going to produce, certainly over the next month. But I think he's going to do good things the rest of the year.
0: I'll tell you what, I'm really happy we're back to a Tuesday night, and I'm really happy that Stats Bonf back.
1: Well, wow. it's, it's just, when I've got a little bit more time about me, Corey, I can invest a little more into the digging rather than doing this all, all this sort of stuff post-podcast.
0: That makes perfect sense. Um, mine right now are Fife and Ponton Pally. They're my main two. I think I'll let all the worry, others uh, worry, fix sort themselves out, sorry, after I've done that. And Josh Kelly is the other one. But right now, you can't trust that Josh Kelly body, so that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, so I did mention Fife and Bont, they're very similar price, very similar break evens. The way F- Bont's playing footy at the moment is just super sexy. Why would one go five over Bont right now? Well, it,
1: you'd be. Well, well why, why you not Sorry,
0: why one? Why one, Couldn't one go five over Bont? Because I, like I'm looking at him, yeah, I, and I'm done a full 360 on this Bont thing. This guy's like top five midfielder. He's a freak. And I'm looking at both of them, and my automatic response is like, I have to get Fife in. But is this that yeah. household name again? Cause yeah, the, oh, for sure. Because bloody Bont's dropping my 40s.
1: Fife has been a trusted supercoach player for many years, essentially his whole career. Um, whereas Bont, he showed, well, we all came to When the Bont bias uh, really sort of kicked in, and I had a few issues with champion data back when they won the flag in 2016. But since then, he's been very underwhelming. He is playing better football now, I believe, than he played in 2016. Is uh, Bontempi, and um, he's got a lot more midfield time about him. I mean, he's still got to fix up his goal kicking. He's still kicking a lot of points, but his scores are just insanely good. Mostly I think if you could. On the weekend too. I think if you consider Fife against Pali though, if it wasn't for Fife's injury in round three against St Kilda. He'd have a low
0: score of 110 this season. I've, I've, got and a que- I've got a question, though, too, with Fife. Yeah, so in this whole conundrum, um, we didn't pick Fife at the start because of the injury problem, correct? Yeah. That he always misses games. So is it wrong to now just assume, because he got KO'd and he's already missed a game, that that's it, he's going to play the whole season? Like, is that, well, ar- you know- is that arrogant to go back on our statement?
1: I'm more confident in that happening. Now, the listeners would have known this, Corey, but I said Fife was my number one trade target last week. I couldn't work out a way to bring him in. I worked out a way. I may have stuffed up my entire year, but Mm -hmm. I just thought he presented as far too much value, and it kind of pissed me off uh, what Constable did in the twos because essentially I went Zach Butters down to um, Hayes, um, which I was pretty happy with, and then Constable up to Fife uh, in order to generate the money to do so. Now, Fife only went up. What do he go up? 14,000, something like that. And he scored 50-something over his break-even. I thought it was complete bullshit, to be honest. But another 120 under the belt. If you have a little look... We'll have a look later on what's coming up in uh, Captain's Week as well. But he's got some very favourable fixtures as well coming up here in that five. He's missed a game already. You... I think the thing with that Fife is you got to pick him when he's playing and you cop the injuries when you cop the injuries, uh, unfortunately. And we'll, we'll deal with that in, in, in due time. But if you want to play it safer, you go Bond. But I think if you're playing purely for the, the bigger points on, on any given week, then I think Fife outscores the Bond on, on most weeks.
0: I just want to ask another question back on the Treloir thing. Are you not yeah. worried about his kicking efficiency? Because the blow oh. can't hit the side of a barn door.
1: Let me tell you, I have absolutely no concern. You know what his scores have been this year? Honestly, you need to, you really need to have a look at have a look at him. 102, 135. Now that was no Taylor Adams. Taylor Adams came into the team, 86, 83, 150, 113, and then he scored the 103 there with 67 of those points being when uh, when Adams was out. His numbers are are pr- pretty good. And if you have a look at some of the other guys we're looking to bring in, you know, you're McCrae's, you know, even Cripps has scored sub-100 a couple of times this year. We've seen Fife do it. Neil's probably the only one that hasn't. Um, and then you look at their draw, one of Carlton, Saints, Sydney, Frio, Melbourne, Bulldogs, North. That That's their next seven. Uh, it, it is such a favourable fixture. that, And with Adams out over the next month, if you're going to bring in Trelaw, it needs to be now. I think.
0: But the funny thing is, is Adams coming back. bombs, like he, he, you're gonna have Trelaw in finals with Adams in that team. Does that not bother you? No,
1: there's there's no guarantee Adams will be healthy at the back end. Of the it, How often is he injured?
0: Oh, no, no, but there's probably more chance. There's probably statistically more chance he'd be in the team than out of the team. You'd say. That, that's a fair assumption. Yep. Um, it's funny that you, you harpen up on about Trelaw as well, like, what about the names of Ben Cunnington, you know, JPK, who are both above Trelaw, especially Cunnington, like, these are some crazy numbers, 91, 159, 118, 92, 101, 119, 115, is it just flat track bullying and scoring big scores against the lesser teams, or oh, I mean, we can't, actually we can't even call Brisbane a lesser team anymore, because I think they're sitting in a almost, I think they're fifth on the ladder or something, um, but they do give up a lot of fantasy points in the midfielder. But is it just that Cunnington's a flat-track bully, or is he someone that we have to start respecting as currently he's a top-ten midfielder?
1: I'll tell you top yeah for you. He won't score 100 this week. And um, I can't see him being a top-eight, and I'm, I'm not going anywhere near him. Wait, like, why is...
0: This week, obviously, got Geelong. But... Well,
1: I, I prefer to my players having a non receiving hairline. It's um, it's it's one of the factors why I didn't go with Todd Goldstein started the year, Corey. But don't you like Shannon Hearn? <laughs> well, he's currently not in my team, though, is okay. he? Alright,
0: fair
1: enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I've got no good reason to say no to him. But my reason will be is no, um, just purely because when I look at the top eight kind of midfield positions generally they line up to be the sort of the top eight to ten sort of midfield players in the competition. I don't see Cunnington as that. I see I think there are a lot of other players um, that are better. Um, Cunnington's always gonna kinda give you that baseline. Um, but he he's not gonna have the ceiling or enough high scores, I think, to win your matches.
0: Let's segue that into the forward line. Uh, because Jack Zebel whose last two games have just been flat track in the guts, can you is that why you think that's going to affect Cunnington's number? And do you yeah. think Jack Zebel's going to be one of those players that's going to get pure midfield time and be one that we've got to talk about?
1: Well, Zebel is one where if you're looking at your team now and you're looking... You know, you, you may even have I don't know an underperforming primo. Who who's an underperforming primo? The primo on the forward line, Menegola. Now Menegola's been right yeah, last Benegola, two weeks. Dev yeah. Smith maybe. Yeah. Um, you, you got players like that, and it's essentially a sideways move. Someone like Jack Zeeble presents a lot of value because you have a look at it. He's played midfield. He's gone 101, 112. <sighs> he, he, I don't know if I could personally pull the trigger this early, but this is the sort of move that can really catapult you up the rankings because it's, it's not going to cost you any... Yeah, it's not going to cost you dollars to do the upgrade. Like, um, And you're getting a player, potentially he's playing pure mid-minutes. I, I've seen there was a... Uh, I think it was a tweet from the Freako over the weekend, whatever it is, that he's gone from playing only 7% midfield time in the first, I think it was five rounds to 100% midfield time um, in the last two weeks. So any time he's been on field, he's played 100% of that time in the midfield. Crazy. Interesting. Crazy. Interesting. And as a forward line option, that's the sort of thing we, we look for yeah, in, in the forwards, don't we? Those players that are really playing midfield minutes. Tim Kelly, are a perfect example of that this year.
0: Well, it's, you know what would be funny? I can guarantee if he got dropped the week before that he started this spree of midfield time and then he'd come out and just play pure midfield minutes, I'd be screaming the house down that this is Dunkley last year. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. He's one to keep an eye on. I don't think I could take the move now, but definitely one to keep an eye on. Hey, if I read you these numbers last five weeks, 104, 151, 83, 122, 137. Who do you reckon to be talking about? Jesus. Um,
1: What position?
0: Forward, we're up to the forward line. So that's three scores, 120 pass in five weeks, and only one under
1: 100. Um, oh, Jesus. I honestly have no idea. It's David, it's
0: properly, David Mundy, mate.
1: Is it really Mundy? Yeah,
0: it's David Mundy. This midf- this pure midfield beast minute mode that we're getting from Mundy right now. When the hell did he score a
1: 150?
0: He got a 151 against West Coast. That's what's throwing me, mate. Yeah. Yep, 122 against the Doggies and 137 on a, a pretty weird game on the weekend, I must say, where the ball just... No one wanted to score, it's like basically going to kick the kick. It, it, 548k, so he's pretty pricey, but where the hell did this come from? Three-round average, five-round round average, the number one scoring player in the forward line.
1: Oh, no idea.
0: So what, what do we do? Is he now a serious top six no. contender?
1: No, no, because the way I look at it, Heaney, you'd expect him to sort of do more in the back end than he's produced at the moment. Dangerfield, Kelly, we can just lock, lock, lock. Boak, we can lock in. Um, and then it becomes, I mean, we've spoken about this kind of blanket. I think D- Dunkley returns to the midfield as well on the, on the weekend, which yeah, is it's
0: interesting.
1: Caleb Daniel just knocks up score after score after score. Jeremy Cameron. He's averaging
0: 108 so far he's this year. Fl- he's flying. He looks by far the best forward in the competition. No one's even close. He His gut running is absolutely insane. Jeremy Cameron, we get a forward every year, Bumps, and last year we had Tom Hawkins and, and you of the house down. There's There's been a lot of super coach chatter about Jeremy Cameron this week, and I expect that team selected by to keep raising. I'm actually pretty sure it's raised rapidly already. Is he top six?
1: Hawthorne, Carlton, Melbourne, Gold Coast, Adelaide, North, Essendon, Brisbane is, is his no, run. No better time to get Jeremy Cameron than <laughs> now. That's his next eight weeks. If um He yeah, 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 If if you're jumping on, you want to jump on for these next eight weeks, don't you? I mean look has, at that Hawthorne.
0: How's the back look at the back end of the fixture as well? Look at the finals run.
1: Yeah, Sydney Hawthorne Dogs, Gold Coast. Yeah. There's only two games in there. Maybe three that I don't like between round 17 to 19, Richmond, Collingwood, Ports. But in saying that, um, gee, Aaron Lawton scored 134 in Richmond over the weekend. Just 168,
0: 163, 92, 85, 114,
1: 134. Hmm. They're
0: getting your wins more weeks than not. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Serious option. I think I like that better than Monday. only because Monday is so I old and think I do. we shouldn't be ageist on this program, Corey, but I'm going to be.
0: Is there any chance you'd pick him ahead of Caleb Daniel this
1: week? No.
0: No, neither. I'd be Caleb Daniel. Jesus Christ, what a game that was. 18 at quarter time, 113 at the end of the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 36 disposals, 499k. Uh, right now, give me a quick top six off the top of your head, up forward.
1: Oh, top of my head... um, well, I'm going to include Dunkley in this as well. But uh, Dan, Jahini, Kelly, Dunkley, uh, Caleb, Daniel, and Trevor spoke.
0: Are you including Dunkley because he's in your team? Or do you think? He's if I had
1: them? the option of Dunkley and Cameron right now, oh, a trade? Jesus, oh. Oh. you see Dunkley on the weekend though. Yeah, it was. I that was the was last playing. six. That was the last six to eight weeks. Last week, you asked me this last week. I'll tell you, Jeremy Cameron. But I'm I'm happy to say Dunkley right revi- now. Is it the revitaliser, of Dunkley? Oh well, you know what? Footscray won over the weekend, and he had that role. And uh, why would you change it if you were Beveridge?
0: Yeah. So the death of liver, really. Um. Oh, I felt like he tagged a bit
1: over the weekend. I felt like I seen him running fairly closely to had, Dusty.
0: I think he had 14 turnovers attended, or ele- no, he had 11. McCray had 14. Um. Yeah, it's just. It's crazy down in the, the kennel at the moment. They've got so many high supercoach scorers that are worried. If you didn't have um, Dunkley, could you actually look at him this week? Or is it just too scary? Because I, I own him, and I can tell you what, I'm probably condoning people not to go pick him. It's a risk.
1: You know, the thing with Dunkley that we said all year, people said we should trade him, we should trade him, we should trade him. You have a look at his numbers, and he hasn't done anything to kill your team. And we've spoken about that at times this year. He's sub five hundred k. so he's the right price to pay. Um, I think I'd have others ahead of him, just purely because I feel safer with others, but it's a risk that really could pay off. I think if you traded him out, I wouldn't be bringing him back in because you you lost the right to own him when you got rid of him early on in the year. Well, I don't
0: understand how you could try to play around and then look to bring him back in if it wasn't for injury. But um, One more name. One more name, mate. I know we've gone on very covered a wide range of players but is Menengola an option at his price
1: we spoke about you know and there was that guy I remember from the question that said nah bombs She told me to hold him and so I traded him I gave him one more week he done shit so I traded him and he's come out the two weeks after that and scored 85 and 101 the fixture gets easy he's a downhill skier North Dogs Gold Coast Sydney Richmond in the Eventually, next five no danger field as well um, uh, you know, the only thing I don't like about Menegola, Corey, is the fact you have to hold him for the rest of the year. Yep. And that, that sounds a little bit bizarre to say, but over the next four to five weeks, he could well and truly be in the top three averaging forwards.
0: And then the name's going to come on the radar and people are going to start grabbing him and it's going to be a big topic of conversation. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Let's jump to questions. Um... Almost done it again. Almost do it every week. Almost read out the heading that I put on there. Um, ben Rothberg. Limmer and... B- Limmer. That's... Forget about it. Podcast over. I'm done. Um, <laughs> Libra and Brayshaw were on the... chop. Oh, my God. How can you do that? You need to muck it up, go to read again, and then muck it up again. Libra and Brayshaw were on the chopping block after the weekend. They are gone. I have enough cash to trade both... To both Fife and Neil. Good or bad trade.
1: Love it, Brayshaw. I assume is Melbourne's yeah, Brayshaw. Yep. yep. Um, he's put
0: up some pumpkin numbers, but they do play Gold Coast this week. Yeah, and and that was going to be
1: my thing. Break even a one nineteen. I actually expect him to get near that. He scored one hundred and fifteen on the Gold Coast last uh, year. Um, I know he's done. He's only scored two tons this year, so he's been very underwhelming. Um, I'd trade Liver this week and do a downgrade um, for sure, uh, just because Liver's break even is that high. You want to sort of move him on. Um, and fights I would bring in ahead of Neil purely based on the fact of of break evens as well.
0: Yeah, Brayshaw's time and ground numbers have been quite alarming, but I don't think you'd. I think I'd give him. I'd probably just write it to be honest. They're not hey,
1: Brayshaw's. And we spoke about this in the preseason. He's. He just doesn't hit too many targets. I think top of my head uh, of all the kind of top disposal getters in the in the AFL. He is in the top three worst for kicking efficiency.
0: Wow, um, I believe it's I
1: believe it's him, Clayton Oliver, and Paddy Dow. I think were the, were the three players. That's great. Top of my head,
0: there'd be plenty that would have Oliver and Brayshaw as well. Um, mm. Wally Wallace uh, had a good week, rocketed up the ranks. He's got a couple of questions is scotty dependably back this season two scores of 70 odd uh and at 70 and 96 but the rest are 100 and above to be averaging 106 okay uh is this okay so dependably do we like it
1: no but you know what i do like um and i was going to speak about this when we got to captains later but if you had him he's got a career average of 123 against carlton over 21 games um, fresh off scores of one thirty eight and one twenty seven if you owned him, gee, you wouldn't mind uh VC nor seeing him in that game, I would have thought. Um, but long story short is no, not in classic. He's an absolute uh, sort of you'd be a jet this year in uh in um what do you call it, drafts, wouldn't he?
0: Grass. yeah. Um is this the week to make the move on Hoff. We didn't talk about him up forward.
1: Nah. He he looked he looks grouse though, I have to say, I don't know if you caught much of the port game, you know, but he looked like
0: yeah, we smashed
1: yeah. him. So I did watch yeah. him. He always oh, plays right. yeah, he always
0: plays well against us though. Always. Does he? Yeah.
1: yeah. He looked really good, but um nah. I'm I'm not moving on Hoff.
0: Do you think that maybe they had to try and get him around the ball more because we would just run them off their legs and you know, that smart white old wise old man that they couldn't really run with us and Hoff's gotta be around that yeah, that area.
1: I don't know, his utility hoff, but I think he's gonna go in and out of patches this year. So um um and look, we said at the start of the year didn't we? He's never averaged I can't remember what the numbers were, I think it was only over ninety five once in his career and you don't bring in a player like that as a premium.
0: Uh is Walsh is it time to move on Walsh considering he's break even to ninety seven?
1: Nah, and um actually I know I assured the listeners last week, Corey, that Walsh, I was texting Walsh and he told me he'd score 104. Now, it just turns out I had one of the digits wrong, Corey, believe it or not. Um, so I've just I've put out a few feels this week, and I'm hoping to get his correct number back. But uh, uh, I'm certainly not trading. 93, that's below what he's averaging. That's uh, stupid.
0: Team Pleb, how many trades should we have left at this stage?
1: Um, I think you want to be comfortable... 26, anywhere between 24 to 26, depending on how many upgrades you've done and what sort of money you have in the bank. Um, to give you an indication, at the end of this week, I would have 24 trades left, probably with two upgrades completed and maybe 50 to 100 sitting in the bank.
0: Yeah. Uh, the I don't think there is a real right answer. If you had to fix things up, then you did. I've still got 26 in there, so... Um, and I think got, like, 80 or 90K in the bank as well. So, yeah, we'll look at it this week. Uh, Good day, fellas. Any rookies to come in next week or better to double downgrade this week?
1: Yeah, I think... um, Well, Corey, I don't know if you can confirm or not if we've got live podcasts this week or not.
0: Uh, We'll most likely have a live podcast
1: this week. Yeah, cool. So, probably a a better question for that time of the week when we know what happens when the team drops.
0: There are a lot of questions now that I'm kind of filtering through because with all plans of a light podcast. I must say too, um, just a bit of off topic, but when you do send questions into the page, I mean, we had to filter through 250 questions last week. There was a lot in there. Can you please try and make them just like, I'm looking at doing this player for this player. Do you think this is a good trade? Kind of yes or no questions because we need to be quick sharp. We can't sit there and be having conversations with everyone. There's not enough hours in our working week to sit there and filter through every single question. So make them easy and keep an eye out every week for the live podcast because it's something that we do almost weekly. Um, and that's when teams are out and we've got a better view and we can we can answer a lot of the questions there. So it becomes a lot easier. Um, Dylan Royal wants to know, basically, Bonson, is Liver done? Is it time to trade him or can we give him a yeah, chance? Yep. Yeah.
1: and And you know this, Corey, but I was trading Liver to Fife last week, wasn't I? And, um, oh, gee, how much do I regret that now? Because in the end, I thought, no, no, no. I'll do the logical thing. I'll trade Constable to Fife because... Fife and Libba will be better than Fife and a rookie on field, right? Libba goes out and scores a 58, um, stuffs up those plans, loses money, and uh, Constable does what he does in the twos and might even come back in and make another 50 to 100k. It's
0: crazy how that works. <laughs> the Web Express, g'day Corey and Bumps. His lowest score of the season, seeing him slide down the ranks. Long story short, better question: better to double down the grade this week or one up one down?
1: At this stage, I think with all the options and what we think is going to happen with team selection, at this point in time, the double down seems like the right thing to do.
0: Uh, Noah, Noah Buffton, how good is Marshall, clearance king?
1: I'm going to ignore that guy. Fan <laughs> from the page.
0: Big fan of Noah. Noah is the St Kilda rap man from the start of the season. The one that sent which in the rap to get into the limo. Which one? Room. Which which, which rap? This... Those a few. Nah, the rat, like the full on rat, where it was not uh, rhyming the names.
1: Oh, no, not him. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I fed Ink and Taurus. Is he? Oh, no. That was uh, one of the. Honestly, Corey, I've seen some, some better... No, nah, you know, I'm not even going to finish that sentence.
0: Um, just for everyone that's worried about their question, questions getting skipped now, a lot of these team questions, I'm going to go through and answer them all, so check it out. My reply will be on each and every question that's sitting there, but a lot of these are double up, so I don't really want to be reading too many out. Um, Christopher Smallman5, hey, guys. Uh, bumps from one blues man to another. What the... F- was yesterday um, and not here second part of the question was who the best bubble boys but Bombs do you want to defend Carlton at all like
1: there's Corey there's no need to defend them because well if you had any brains about here, you, you would have tipped North Melbourne yep nah I
0: yeah Strongly agree, Nicholas Volk ten thoughts on Elliot Yo. He started poorly but uh, has been solid for question. a few weeks. Could be a top ten midfielder, only in ten percent uh. of time, only two percent of sides. Ah, yeah, big pass from me, mate. We've just probably refer to what we gave him a huge whack in one podcast. It might have been round two.
1: Corey, <laughs> no, seriously, I'd rather Rowan Marshall. <laughs> I would.
0: Yeah, no, all good. Um. And broad source, what are your thoughts on O'Brien potentially hitting 500K now?
1: No, face. I'll tell you now, Rob, Riley O'Brien, Corey, I'll tell you now, I haven't made many blues, I think, in my supercoach life, but I'll tell you now, this decision to drink before trading and the, irresponsibil- the irresponsibleness or whatever the flippin' hell that word is – um, I, I may quit drinking forever.
0: That's probably a good idea, Bob. That
1: uh, that has <laughs> fair income, Corey. It could. It's honestly, it's going to cost me about four hundred thousand dollars around the buys. <laughs> I can't
0: believe you didn't learn, mate. We said this years ago. Don't drink and super coach.
1: Corey, Corey <laughs> you knew this. It was <laughs> Easter. We we had you know the, the the beloved one resurrected himself from the dead for about the 2020th time or whatever the hell it is. Honestly, there's look, there's, yeah.
0: there's no excuse for drinking in SuperCoach, mate. You go get you got to get the, oh. the breathalyzer out as soon as it gets anywhere near 0.05. You just put the drink down, mate. Nice over. Oh, I may as well. You know, I might listeners, even need Vic Rhodes learn to, from the mistakes. I'm just uh, going to
1: tell. I'm going to ring Vic Rhodes and just request P plates for the rest of my life. It may last, just stop me drinking altogether. Lastly,
0: his big call to wrap this up is Laird won't be a top six. Um, and like I said, everyone, I'm going to come back through and go Filter through all these questions and give you a response. And maybe Bons might be nice enough to do it as well, but who knows? Trades, Bons. You look at what are you, are you looking at? Anything this week? I know it's early in the week. And yeah, yeah. It's so very at the moment. Dependent.
1: Yeah, so it is team dependent, but Libba is out for sure. Collins is Collins to Ainsworth yep. is definitely happening, um, and Libba, um, this is the controversial one here. He may go down to Haitley, he may go down to Corbett via some DPP action, um, or he may go up to. Neil, Neal, Pally, Trelaw, one of those type of options. Yep. So, right now,
0: my trade that I've kind of filtered around with, I always make a trade at the start of the week, sit at their reversal on Thursday, and then wait till teams come out. Uh, I went Petrucelli and um, Liber out, and Fife and Ainsworth in via DPP. Also meant that I have got Dangerfield, Heaney, Kelly, Dunkley more in my forward line uh, and Will Drew sitting at the bench on six. But I am seriously worried that Dangerfield's not playing this week. Um, the beautiful article is going to be out tomorrow and I cannot wait for it. But VC and C options?
1: Wow, Corey, this week is the easiest week of all time. You know why?
0: Is because everyone's playing at the same time? <laughs> well, no, it's
1: got nothing to do with that. But I'll tell you now, if you're not running Grundy into five hey,
0: that's what I've week, yes. <laughs> <then> Yeah.
1: that <yeah. laughs> nah, honestly, you would be remiss in uh, just participating supercoach. I'm going to drop this now, Corey. I've got some interesting stats here about Grundy. You want to hear them?
0: Yes, sure. Now, he scored
1: 154 and 113 on Carlton last season, but that's not what I care about here. What I care about is what opposition Ruckman give up against Carlton. Now, this some of this may shock you. Round one, Name Curvis, 127, his highest score of the year. Round two, Lysette, 167, his highest score of the year. Sinclair, 109, his highest score of the year. Jared Witts, 107, equal top score of the year for Jared Witts. Timmy English, 99, his second highest score of the year. Yeah, because he probably been 100, which was last week.
0: Oh, that That's weird? right. That was a 100 kilo joke. Okay.
1: Ah, well, sh- that, that's a very good one there, Corey. That one there's just gone right over the head. Ben McAvoy, 117, his second top score of the year. Todd Goldstein, 114, his equal top score of the year. Now, what you would have heard there was seven players, five of them either equaled their top score or scored their highest score of the year. The other two that scored their second top score of the year both came up against Cruiser. Cruiser is currently not in the side. So this here is very, very interesting. If we have a look at Grundy's scores, his top score at the moment is 160. If this trend continues and Cruiser does not play, Grundy will score at least 161. Okay, so if Cruiser making a note
0: right now, no Cruiser equal Carlton
1: bad. (laughs) (laughs) And if if Grundy, uh, sorry, if Cruiser does play, the other two Ruckerman scored their second highest score of the year, which means Grundy will score between the range of 137 and 160. So you can lock in, no matter what team selection does, Grundy for a minimum of 137, and you won't even have to run him into Nat 5 this week.
0: Look, more importantly, Stats Bonfire is back, and that's all that matters. Bumps, look, that's a very impressive note. Do you have anything that can top that to sign us out?
1: Well, probably not. I already told you what Pendle's going to do. Chum Moore could do something really significant. But Sammy Walsh, yeah, Corey, you, you want to hear a redemption story. Carlton, they may beat Collingwood this week. <laughs> and Sam Walsh, he may top score for the game.
0: All right, that'll do us, elitist. On behalf of bombs and myself, we apologise for that ridiculous <laughs> statement. Um, Collingwood dollar ten. I've just taken out my second mortgage, but again, uh, we're That's just a joke. On behalf of Bombs myself, peace out, community, and thanks for listening.